Welcome to the last episode oh of God. 2023 of the Burning Eden podcast. I am Bav, your sauce, food, spicy Satanist. And I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. So, mm, Bav, yes. um, what are you getting me for Christmas? You know. Why, why would I get you anything? Listen, bitch. I've been good. I have bullied you less this past year. You feel it, right? Does not feel like it. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. The way you said bones. <laughs> so, one could say you have a boner. And now. Punished! And now I fully regret not bullying you more. Well, if you want to help me get therapy from all the bullying, consider becoming a patron on patreon.com slash burning eden 666. You can become a sinner for $3 a month. Shut up. Um, give you a thank you message. Or you can be a heathen for $6.66. And we'll shout you out on every episode. It is very tiring and exhausting. But we'll do it anyway. Because we, we love you. We do. If you like us a lot, you can be a blasphemer for 20 bucks. And you start getting all of this shit. You get a sticker, a shirt, a poster, a hoodie. All of the swag. But if you like us more than we like ourselves, which is not very difficult, hmm. uh, you can be in the diabolical level and support us. You get all the swag, and you also get a personalized video. You get early access to an episode, and we'll we'll do whatever you want. Literally. Like, moral compass, what? <laughs> Say what? Say what? <sighs> God damn it. Also, uh, fuck you, Trudy. Fuck you, Trudy. Yeah, this is the last fuck you, Trudy of 2023. Hey, so, yeah. you know, gotta make it special. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck so you. Th this episode goes out on on Baby Jesus Day. On um, Baby Jesus Day, yeah. But for Trudy, it'll be on Tuesday. On Tuesday, yes. It's for, uh, so see you next <laughs> Tuesday, Trudy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a little. Where did it go? Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh wait that's oh. <laughs> our fuck you Trudy dab that's right so for today and for our last episode of the year I was contacted by this awesome individual he's an author he goes by James Ames and he can't show his face what what that is not his real face that's actually his real, his real face right there it's his real face yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm made out of wax. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the shit show. Hi. That's actually, uh, he has a name. That's Alexander the Grape. Oh. The grape. the grape? The Grape, yeah. The Alexander the Grape. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. So Get it? Because can I purple. Can I lick him? I like grape. He tastes like grape. You should lick him. Nice. <laughs> See? It's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> Oh. But I should explain the reason I cannot show my face. Please, yeah. please do. 
is because I work in a very conservative area Ooh. and I work at a very conservative company that is populated by a lot of very conservative Christians. Ew. And if they knew that I had this alter ego mm. <clears throat> who writes books about how to become a non-Christian, <laughs> well... I'd get in trouble. I would be more persecuted than I already am. Oh, no. They already don't yeah, like me, like, right? I don't need if, to give them an excuse. But yeah. I thought the Christians were the ones who were persecuted. Uh, <laughs> I try to persecute them as much as possible. <laughs> Thank you. You are doing the Lord's work right there. Damn. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> like, awesome. It's their kink. It's literally their kink. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I need to get paid if I'm going to be. You know what? I haven't that. thought of it that way. The, but you should persecute them because they like it. They're into it. I'm <laughs> telling you like, but yeah yeah see whole, that that's a whole that, that's an entire episode for bath and mill after dark okay oh, cool. like sign me up and, I, and i'm just curious like what what kind of uh field do you work in just are, are you yes. to, is that too like i specific? i said it but i had to bleep myself I don't Again, want to give I, anybody like, any clues. <laughs> I will fight like, a motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> give me a reason. I don't even need a reason. Okay. He's like, I work in a conservative porn but, studio. <laughs> <laughs> what would that even oh I would. That studio would be so fucking dry. They would need so much lube. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, anyway. Female <laughs> orgasms not allowed. Clit? What is that? A fucking right. yeah, recipe? What the fuck is a clit? Right. I have no idea. <laughs> God damn it. R.I.P. Ben Shapiro's wife. <laughs> Drier than the Sahara. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for being on our show. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. But before we get to know you a little bit better, um, per tradition, we would love Ooh. the guest to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you think? The Bible verse of the day. We forgot to play the little thing. I love it. I have actually two. Ooh. The first one I like DP. Yep. Is in in uh in, in as as accustomed, it's a silly Bible verse that that mm. I hope other people haven't already read, but it's such a great one. I'll bet you somebody else has already read it. Anyway, oh, yeah. it's Ezekiel 2320. Mm. <laughs> and it goes a little mm. like this. She lusted for the lechers of Egypt, whose mm. members are like those of donkeys and whose thrusts are like those of stallions. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have yes. to say that whoever wrote the book of Ezekiel was probably a seriously repressed individual. Oh, yeah. Yes, I agree. Uh, I and, agree. And, you know, he was, he was having fun while he's writing, probably. Writing with his left hand, maybe. I mean... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I want a pop-up book of that verse. Right. You know, just like it's a simple thing. I want pop-up yeah. book. But anyway, <laughs> um, our our favorite verse, but yes. <laughs> All right. So should I read yeah. the second verse? Yes. The second verse has a segue into my like my story. Mm. Yeah, sure. All right. It is John 832. And it says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Sounds like a quote from a movie or something. It's actually, uh, as Bible verses go, it's kind of a good one. Because mm. that Bible verse is one of the reasons why I am no longer a Christian. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. 
<laughs> because uh, like most people, I was raised in the church. I had extremely Christian parents. My dad was a pastor. Oh. Uh, and I was, let's see, Bible study leader. I went on mission trips. I led worship. And and this was at a big church, too. Uh, mm. And uh, what else? Oh, I went to seminary. Oh, wow. And then... And then started kind of my life started like not going so great so then i went to college regular college and suddenly i was getting all these classes in critical thinking <laughs> right mm. and i had seriously never encountered the the idea of critical thinking before and and yet it was weird it was like a coincidence like three of my classes all of them were like telling me about how to think logically <clears throat> and so this scripture, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Because of my logic class, I knew that I could flip it around. Huh. Una if, reverse. If you <laughs> are not free, then you do not know the truth. Okay. Oh, wow. Right? And, yeah. and I knew that I was a very troubled, fucked up person. And that by no definition could I have said I was free. Mm -hmm. So I right. thought, oh, my God, I must not know the truth. Right? right. And so I was this is this. The first half of the story is going to mirror a lot of other people. But the second half does not. So bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> the first half is I went to college and I started reading a lot of books and I was like freaking out because it, it started conflicting with my faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was a mess. I was full of cognitive dissonance and just like you know, freaking out because suddenly the world wasn't making sense to me. Right. Right. Then I took a trip to Japan. Oh, kind of out of the blue, this opportunity arose and I went to Japan. And of course, while there, I got involved with the youth with a mission. You've heard of them. I have not. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Youth with a mission was a big time, uh, very very uh, conservative Christian evangelical mm. uh, group. Uh, I, I think they still exist. It was founded by a guy named Lauren Cunningham. Okay. Um, and it was it was all over the world. It was a gigantic movement back in back in the day, back in the 1900s. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> God. And so, so here we are. I'm in Japan. You know, strange country. I'd never been to the far east mm. um and we're in japan and go for god there it is see yeah and uh uh gross we okay. were like we got on the train i remember one day this the day in question the critical day we got on the train and we were trying to go all the way around the city of tokyo and we were playing the guitar and singing worship songs oh. and leaving the city for christ the other Japanese people were getting on the train and they would look at us like we were fucking freaks. Well, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm looking at <laughs> Tokyo and I'm like, you know, I'm from Los Angeles where the, it's gross and it's dangerous and there's mm. homeless people everywhere. And, and in the city of Tokyo was safe. There was no crime. Everybody was courteous and nice. And I realized these people don't need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that I was a fucking freak, right? So I'm, I, so I'm like, 
this is the state of mind I was in, right? And then that night, I, I have another graphic to show you. Oh. I went to a train station in Tokyo called the Shibuya train station. Well, oh, that's, and, oh, um, and in, in the train station, yes. they have a statue of this dog. Yes. And his name is Hachiko. Yes. Yes. You know yes. about Hachiko. I, I think if, if I remember correctly, but tell your story. I'll, All right. I'll, I'll tell your story. Sure. Yes, and you yes, can yes. tell me if, and, and yeah. a few people have heard of him. So I'm, I'm yeah. not surprised. So I had never heard of Hachiko. So mm. it was night. It was very late at night and it was dark. And there was a plaque there that explained the story that Hachiko had been the dog of a uh, professor who came to the Shibuya train station every day <clears throat> and left the dog at the train station while he got on the train and went to work. Oh, this was back in the thirties when I guess that kind of thing was okay. <laughs> the 1930s. Um, and so uh, then one day the professor did, died at his job and did Aww. not return on the train right. Right. and yet Hachiko would wait every Aww. day at the prescribed time for the train and and to see if his master would get off the train and he never did no I know I know it's so sad but for me there at the Shibuya train station I realized that I was Hachiko I was waiting for Jesus to come back and he was not going to come back. Right. Mm -hmm. And oh. right then and there, I renounced my faith. No shit. I, shit. Yeah, I okay. did. Okay, all right. And so I said, I don't believe any of this bullshit about Jesus anymore. I, I still believed in God, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, like beyond that, I knew nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the first part of the story. But now the second part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I went into analysis paralysis and could barely function as a human being um actually a couple of weeks ago maybe a couple of months ago you had the the two ladies from cheers to leaving on your podcast yeah. Yeah. rachel yes. and molly right yes yes and one of them i don't remember which one said that when she deconverted she like went into analysis became like a zombie and could barely talk and barely function right. and i heard that and i'm like yes that's what i went through <laughs> that's me <laughs> and i literally was like walking through tokyo and i i couldn't because I didn't have the filter of my Christian glasses anymore, gotcha. I couldn't make sense of anything. Like I, I would see like a sick person, and previously I would just say, "Oh, they they need to be prayed for," or "There's a demon like mm. be, you know bothering them." And now I looked at a sick person, and I just I didn't know how to deal with it in my head. <clears throat> wow! I mean, mm. and it was down to everything. I looked at a tree. I didn't know how to deal with it. I looked at at inventions from other people. And I didn't know how to deal with it. So I went into such analysis paralysis that I, I kind of could barely function. I flew back wow. to the United States, obviously, wow. eventually, and then started going to work. I could still like go to work and I could go to school, but I, I, I couldn't even talk. And my best friend, so let me take Hachiko down. So my best friends were like, Jim, what is wrong with you? And I, I didn't know how to solve my problem. So I did the only thing I knew, and that's that I went back to church. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. How old and, were you at that point? Um, 24-ish. 
And so I went back to church and basically started pretending that I still believed. Whoa. And this is, this is the part where my story is different than most people who's deconverted because I went back and then I started pretending to believe. And, um, I think this happens to a lot of adult Christians, by the way. You, you know, you see some adult Christians and you see how they act and you're like, that person's a Christian? That person's a follower of Christ? Right. And yet they act like such an asshole or they're so hateful or yep. they don't want people to have welfare or health care or anything like that. And you're like, how can they? What? And, you know, you're in mm-hmm. your brain, you're like, what? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Right. That's because they're no longer a believer. Mm-hmm. Instead, what they're really doing is they're suspending their disbelief. Mm-hmm. It's a very important distinction that I think it happened to me. And that's why I think and why I'm saying it happens to other people. Mm-hmm. So our disbelief is a very important function of our brain. And if you picture it like a big rock on the ground, mm-hmm. like it's it's the stable, almost immovable thing. You could move it, but it would take a lot of energy. Um, but then when you suspend your disbelief, you take a cable and you lift it up off the ground, even an inch. Mm-hmm. And now you can just barely push that rock and you can move it. Right. So this is why Christians, when they suspend their disbelief, they be, they, you can convince them and manipulate them to do anything and say anything and be any old way. <clears throat> and, and that's what happened to me. Right. So. I started suspending my disbelief and for 10 years, wow. I, I continued on as a Christian um, and I kind of became a worse and worse person. Oh, shit. Yeah, I kind of became an asshole um, it, because when you're lying to yourself, it becomes very easy to lie to other people. Right. And right. so I, you know, I had like this face of, you know, Christian Jim uh, that everybody else saw and, but really my actions were kind of despicable, um, because I didn't know myself. I didn't really know who I was. And of course, you know, my marriage fell apart and, and I hit rock bottom. Mm. Then when I hit rock bottom, I realized this isn't working for me. <laughs> and and this uh, yeah, this yeah. Game sucks. <laughs> yeah, and and that's when you know the scripture: "You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free." And therefore, if you are not free, you do not know the truth. It kind of came back and hit me upside the head like a frying pan, and <laughs> I renounced my faith again. Okay. And, wow. And, and this time it stuck. Um. So I slowly, very painfully and difficult, with great difficulty, started re-piecing my life together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I wrote this book. Okay. Uh, because at the time, there weren't very many, thank you, <laughs> free, free plug. That's right. But at the time, there really weren't that many resources uh, for people like me. And I thought I was like the only person in the world who had done this. Um, but eventually I met uh, Marlene Winnell because of her book, um, Leaving the Fold, which is up on my bookshelf. I think it's up there somewhere. Mm. And um, 
and then slowly started getting involved in some of the uh, in some of the deconversion groups, and I did get a little bit of help. But but my book is is basically just for a couple of things. I think I wrote it mostly for people like me who need help getting out, and um, also a little bit as penance for being such a dick for ten years. Mm. Um, <laughs> and. Um, and also for my society, because our society is so severely fucked up right now, and I think it's largely due to people who believe things without evidence. That's really the basic. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, let's see. Where am I? Who am I? So, I have a question. Uh, okay. So, there, the, you say you renounced your faith twice. What was the major difference uh, that you did? The second time, so it kind of stuck, like you mentioned. Um, how were you I, able to? Re I'm sorry. How are you able to put together your your identity, right? Um, well, okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to reveal a little bit about uh, how old I am now. But Ooh. this was this also happened at the very birth of the internet. Ooh. And so that's when I, I was had, born. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. So part of the reason why I I had sort of become accustomed to my real self. I'd become acquainted with my real self because mm. I'd created a a persona online, mm. and, and and I I as I jokingly allowed my online persona to be somebody who wasn't a Christian, and mm. and then part of the reason I was able to leave my faith was because I realized, oh, that alter ego I created online is actually who I really am. Oh. And this person I've been pretending to be is yeah. not who I really am. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that's another little weird psychological thing that, that my therapist has had a lot of fun with over the years. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but um it's so interesting. It, yeah. And and so it was all new to me, but I, I kind of knew that there was this person inside of me and I kind of knew who he was because of that. So I was able to emerge and raise my head above the, uh, you know, the, all the entanglements and look around and say, okay, I think I can do this. <clears throat> and, uh, and I did it, but it was, it was very rough. I'm not going to lie. And, yeah. and I, my heart goes out to d people who are doing that now. Mm. And I have to say to them, yeah, it's rough. I know. But I'm also here to say, oh, man, does it get better. <clears throat> it gets okay. so much better. Because like, it was long, long enough ago now that I'm a very happy person and very, very comfortable in my own skin. Nice. And you do get there. You can get there. <clears throat> um. I don't think I will ever have Christianity completely surgically removed from my brain. <laughs> it's always going to be there fucking with me a little bit. Right, right. Uh, but at least I've gotten better at recognizing those triggers and the scripts that start to play in your head, you know? And I've gotten better at, at uh, flipping the script. And that, that's all in my book, too, because I talk about that. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, yeah, so that's why I was able to do it the second time. Okay. Uh, but it still wasn't easy. Wow. It took me years. You've mentioned before that you went to seminary school? 
Is that I right? I did. How was that? Um, that was on purpose, though, right? <laughs> I went on. Yeah, I went on purpose. <clears throat> you know, I grew up and and I was naive, and you know, you believe as a child everything that that is in your experience around you and you can't um you can't discern or you don't know what you don't know right and Mm -hmm. so i just my dad was a pastor and i thought okay that's i guess that's what i'm gonna do because Mm -hmm. i got all the acceptance and love and uh affirmation i got from my parents and from my social circles whenever i did anything you know in the name of the lord and for jesus and that that i that behavior got rewarded and so i'm like oh i want to keep doing this behavior and so i want to become a pastor so that everybody will love me and um you know so that i can speak on bath and mel's podcast And, and here I am, like the lowest a, point I'm, of your I'm life. Pastoring is right here. <laughs> people away from the church. I'm shepherding people away from the church now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, and there's a lot of people like me, by the way, who are doing this, <clears throat> and yeah. including you two. Right? What? You're, you're, you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do the Lord, but that's a whole other topic. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I speaking of Una Reverse, um, <laughs> what was that? Speaking of Una Reverse, oh uh, yeah, she wants to do the Lord. Yeah, so we, we, have, we have we uh, have. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna share it later. I, I have yeah. a fun statistic for you. Yeah, Ooh. tell us. Ooh. Um, if as if statistics were fun. <laughs> But um, Christianity is losing about 9,000 people a day. Yes. A day. Isn't that crazy? That's what I like to hear. Yep. Yeah, they're lo- they're losing, um, well, at least for the last 10 years, it's been pretty consistent. They're losing about 1% of the market share every year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Womp, womp. It's insane. And it's because... Um, <laughs> Oh my God! You just reminded me of—I saw you on—I think it was TikTok where you 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 showed some pastor and he's like saying some dickish thing and you're going, "Wow, that's really manipulative." But here's careless whispers on the kazoo. (laughs) Yep, that's what I did. I loved it. Anyway, so I'm I'm all over the place. Sorry. So so nine thousand people a day. And that's because all the old Christians are dying, mm-hmm. and, the, yeah. and the young ones aren't—they're not having any of it. Yep. And yep. it's a beautiful thing. And also, for two other reasons: the uh, the church, the Christian church in America, isn't doing a good as good a job of converting new people. Mm. Because who wants to join their little club now? Mm. And uh, <laughs> people are leaving. Who are who used to call themselves Christians? So, <clears throat> all these four things are happening, um, and they are shrinking fast. And mm. that is why they are acting so badly, right? Mm. I, and even though, and I have to, I have to be realistic. Part of it is optimistic in that we are winning this fight, right? Yeah. Christian church in America is totally dying, and they're dying so fast. It doesn't seem like it. It seems 
it's very discouraging on some days and encouraging on other days, you know, like what's his face it just became the speaker of the oh, house yeah. and Fucking you're like, Oh my God, what is, what is <laughs> happening to this country? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. this is, their movement is dying. It yeah. really is. And, and what you're seeing is the, the death rattle of Christianity. Yes. But they're, yes. they're not going down without a fight. Right. Because, yeah. and it's not about religion. It's about privilege mm, yes. because white heterosexual men who are Christian have the most privilege in the United States yep. uh, and they're starting to see that slip away and they're being little babies about it. Aww. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I'm a white heterosexual dude, but I'm not a Christian and you know what? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'll take kick me off of my throne. <laughs> I don't yes. care, right? Uh, like uh, I'm, right. I'm, I, I know that uh, that the country's moving in the right direction. By the way, I have another little chart to show you. Ooh, we like so wait, Can you see that? Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't really see it. So the the top chart. Hmm. Here we go. Christianity, Christianity in 1992, yeah. and this is from like Pew and and those guys. So if you look at the bottom, it says free thinkers, mildly troubled tribalists, followers, and extremists. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to set this down because. And for those who are listening on the audio only podcast, he's oh, showing yeah. us a couple of graphs that look like bell so shape. Get on yeah, YouTube. It's just yeah. a bell curve, right? Yeah, it's like a bell curve, yeah. And then over on the left are the are the people like if you looked at the Christian Church, it would be roughly made up in 1992. Would have roughly been made up of that bell curve, right? Mm. You've got people who are you know scientifically minded, skeptical people who you know believe in science and. And then the people kind of towards the middle are just like, whatever. And they just go to church to go along, to get along, you know, and they, mm -hmm. and they just want to, you know, get more customers at their business. And, right. and then the followers are the people who are like pretty serious about it. And then the extremists are like the assholes who, yeah. who, 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 who try to set the policy, but they have yes. to listen to the people way over on the left, right? The free thinkers. Mm -hmm. That's really blurry. Sorry about that. I'm going to take it off. <laughs> so, so the, uh, that bell curve was kind of it. It kept everything aligned, it, it, but but since then, and by the way, what happened in 1992 was a little thing called the birth of the internet, mm. and it was immediately starting in 1993 was when Christianity started suddenly losing people. Look at that! Mm. People talking to each other. Porn. No, it's not yeah. porn. It's porn. Well, yeah, porn. <laughs> First of all, porn. And second of all, um, it, it suddenly exposed people to yes. other places and other right. ideas and other religions and right. otherness in general, right? right. And, and so suddenly people were like, maybe my little bubble world that I'm in isn't the center of the universe and so anyway people started leaving the faith mm. um so so now the bottom part of this chart starts coming into play right uh it's it's see how the left side has kind of caved yes. in mm. yes Be, and because here's why when people leave the faith it's not the people over on the right who leave the faith it's the people on the left mm. it's the free thinkers the progressive minded people the right. the liberal uh people who who consider other ideas they were on the left to begin with and now they're out 
right? Mm. So this is kind of bad news because this means that Christianity is becoming more conservative. Mm. The bell curve is oh. moving to the right, right? right. So that, that means that, 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 and we've seen it, right? In the last 10 years, I'm sure you two have seen like how Christian, Christianity used to be all about love thy neighbor. And now it's, about, <laughs> now it's God and guns, right? right? Shoot thy um, neighbor at this point. And, and you, you know, I scratch my head going, what the hell happened? Mm. Um, but uh, this is what's happening is that all the liberal, the good people, the free thinking people who, who have kept everyone in check previously, they had to, they, they kind of like balanced everybody out a little bit. And the really extreme people, you know, kept their mouths closed and didn't say certain things. It didn't espouse certain ideas. Mm. Well, now they're free to do that because mm. all those liberals are gone. They're out of the church. Yeah. And so the, so the church is getting smaller, but the bell curve is moving to the right. Everybody's becoming more think about that. That's fucked. That's fucked. Holy yeah, shit. it's fucked. And what else has huh. happened is that the ground beneath them is moving to the left because the rest of society mm -hmm. is becoming more tolerant. Like in the right. last 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been nearly this tolerant of transsexual or mm -hmm. non-cisgendered people, or we didn't have the word. I didn't even know what the word cisgendered meant 10 years ago. Right, right. Right. right? And so, you know, legalization of pot all these things are happening right, right. Um, so the ground beneath this church is shifting to the left and they're shifting to the right so mm. that's why this uh this dichotomy in our country is is becoming so prevalent um and it's in everything we do it's in politics so prevalently that mm. you know I, I, it's getting to the point where People, liberal people won't even fuck a conservative. <laughs> yes. Right? Yep. 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 Right? And yep. conservatives are like, I ain't ever going to date a liberal. You know? <laughs> um, and so, like, we're almost speciating yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before our eyes. Damn. Right. Yeah. And Natural so, selection, baby. <laughs> selection. Um, so... Anyway. Wow, that was a, a tangent. No, that was great. Yeah, and it's all yeah, literally, just learn something. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes. Um, and then another thing that I mentioned earlier that I kind of wanted to expound a little bit upon yes, is how people believe claims without evidence, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. this is the heart of the issue. I don't think religion is the heart of the issue. And I don't think belief itself is the heart of the issue because you can't consciously believe something. Yeah. Belief, if your brain was a computer, belief would be like an output. Um, what you can consciously do is suspend your disbelief or you can deny that you disbelieve something. And, right. and I mentioned that earlier, um, but it's the, and Christians are conditioned mm -hmm. to believe things without evidence. Yes. This is what yep. we were taught. Um, and it was one of the hardest things for me to overcome was, you know, you leave your, you leave your Christian faith and then you're like, oh, my God, I have so many questions that are unanswered. And I talk about this in my book, too, about the primal questions that we all have. And, and suddenly none of your primal questions are answered anymore. <clears throat> and people sometimes are desperate and they'll become a, um, a Scientologist after they leave Christianity right. or they'll or they'll become a flat earther or a QAnon person because they just need these questions answered. Right. Um, so 
I talk a lot in my book about don't believe anything without evidence. And the more profound the claim, the more profound the evidence needs to be that backs it up, right? Okay. So like if, if my wife came home and said, oh my God, I almost got in a car accident on the way home. Like that's not really a very profound claim, so I'm not going to need any evidence for her to for me to believe her. Yep. But if she said I almost got in a car accident, but an angel saved me, I'd be like, eh, okay, honey, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know. Um, and so the more profound the claim, the more profound the evidence needs to be. Or the ex- and, extraordinary and, claims and for car extract exactly evidence. Yeah. Uh, who is it that said that? Um, I know well, everybody thinks. Matt- I know Everybody he says thinks that, it was Carl Sagan, yeah, but it was yeah. probably yeah. somebody before him. Yeah. Right, right, right. Somebody yeah. I, I looked it up once, and it's somebody I kind of hadn't heard oh. of. Okay. Apologies to that fine gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so religion isn't the isn't the heart of the problem. It's believing things without evidence, because then you encompass QAnon and flat earthers and, and election deniers oh, and hmm. the 9-11 truthers, all yep. those people uh, and all that bullshit that they believe in, it becomes like a cult, right? Right. Um, it's yep. very similar. So uh, that's, I miss, that's I my miss, I miss the time where conspiracy theories were fun and not <laughs> right? like, yeah. like, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> god damn it. Like, uh, like, I'm trying to remember... Oh yeah, like the Richard Gere thing and the gerbil thing. The like, gerbil. Like, didn't it, it only hurt one guy. Simpler right? time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take it's a gerbil up the ass, you know. It's the fucking internet, man. Yep. It's the internet. It's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a quote unquote forces. blessing and a curse at the same time, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's see, what else can I talk about here? You guys have any questions or what was the hardest thing for you to, to deconstruct? The, well, other than learning how to think, mm. well, first I'm going to talk about two things: learning how to okay. think, and then and then rebuilding a social life. But yeah. the learning how to think thing is really important because imagine if your brain is like a mountain, and the events of life is like rain falling on the mountain. The water will find its path down the mountain. which is how we process the world around us. Right. Um, And eventually those paths get deeper and deeper and they form these chasms. And then eventually like it's a river and pretty soon the water always goes down the same path down the mountain. Right. Well, Christianity forms that little stream and the little rivers and the rivulets down the mountain. Christianity informs how that water is going to flow down that mountain, Mm. which is how we think and how we process are the world around us when you deconvert and you suddenly say okay i don't believe that anymore you've got to reroute all that water a different way down the mountain and it takes an enormous Mm. amount of energy and it's exhausting at first and again i want to say it's exhausting at first but stick with it (laughs) it does get much much easier um and you know your Christian brain will ask that water to flow in unnatural ways. Like if you're a gay person, no, no, no. You need the water to flow down a mountain sideways and then up a little bit and then down the mountain. And like, that just doesn't work. Mm. 
Right. So, so there's a great relief for some people when they deconvert, they can just think more organically and like, mm. let, let their life, you know, happen the way it's supposed to happen. Right. <laughs> um, that was the, one of the hardest things for me to deep when I deconverted was learning how to just process the world around me. Yeah. The other thing mm. was rebuilding a social life because <clears throat> everything I did was around church. The music I listened to was Christian music. The books oh. I read were Christian books. Right. I, I, I didn't know how to function as a secular person, and I had no secular friends. <clears throat> and now I was divorced and and had my kids every weekend, so it was really hard for me to rebuild a social life. Yeah, I right. bet. And I know it doesn't seem like it, but I am a bit of an introvert. Me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because you're talking on a podcast doesn't Literally. mean you're not introverted, right? Literally. Uh, I'm going to have to curl up into a ball and, and, and sleep for three hours after yes. this. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so I was very, very isolated and extremely lonely for a long time. And it's partly my fault because I didn't, I didn't do the things that you should do in order to rebuild a social structure. Yeah. And eventually I got out of the house and started going to a bar to play bar trivia. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking and trivia. that's yeah. when I suddenly started making friends and, and like, so I, I started rebuilding and now, you know, I have too many fucking friends. <laughs> <laughs> what a problem. It's, it's a nice problem to have. It really is. So anyway, so, Let's see. What else can we talk about? Yeah, let's talk about your book. So yes. for those uh, listening, James wrote, How to Become a Non-Christian. That's right. And you can buy it on Amazon. Um, I have a blog, too. Um, it's okay. James jamesames.substack.com. And I have a lot of articles on there that are not in the book, and it's new content that is very, very helpful to deconverting Christians. Nice. Okay. And I just posted an article um, about how to kind of reclaim Christmas as a hey. Christian. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Since this airs on Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody, or Happy Holidays. Oh no, not the holidays. Festivals no. for the rest of us. Right. Right. <laughs> I put up um, a Festivus poll. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So my book is, uh, is, and by the way, on, on all the socials, I'm James Ames, but you can find me as I, let's see, what's it? I once was found. Okay. I once was found on TikTok. Get it? Instead of uh, yes. I once was lost. Anyway. Mm. I very, get it. I got that bad. reference. <laughs> it, came, it came to me in a nap and I oh, maybe, yeah. maybe jumped the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Should have thought about it. But anyway, I like it. It's I once was found or just James Ames. You'll find me on all the socials. There he goes. Thank you. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the book is uh, basically it holds your hands and guides you through the process of becoming yeah. a non-Christian. So the Hitchhiker's Guide to. <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to Becoming a Non-Christian. Yeah, go. it's pretty is, cool. Is, is the answer 42? Because it's always 42. It's, you know, like... yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I should have worked that in somehow, but it's 22. There's 22, 22. fears. Yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. Okay. 22 fears that I go through. But I, before I get to the fears, I talk about um, 
I kind of like help people understand the context of their Christianity. Mm. Okay. Because, you know, when you grow up in a church and it's all around you, it seems like the most important thing in the world. Right. And like, it's always been like this and it's never changed. And I really dispel all that in, in mm. the book. And I show historically how churches kind of just happened organically over time through mimetics. I talk about, you know, the mimetics, uh, <clears throat> trap that it created and it wasn't even done on purpose half the shit that the, these because the church churches are just a conglomeration of different ideas that worked mm. and and the ones that didn't work those churches no longer exist like the shakers for example shakers yeah you're you're not allowed to have sex with anybody ever for any reason not even procreation oh fuck no, really? No fuck. No, <laughs> no fuck. Uh, and you are, uh, and oddly enough, the Shaker religion doesn't really exist anymore. <laughs> well, because they weren't allowed to fuck. They, 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 <laughs> right. Because, they ate their own because, like, oh, because that wasn't a good rule. Right, right. But, you know, the other religions, that the one that added hell, for example, mm. oh, that, that religion thrived, right? Yeah, fear, um, fear for control. for a number of reasons because of fear and manipulation mm -hmm. and blah 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 and so all these mm -hmm. ideas were con were glommed on to the the various religions and that and they survived because they were good ideas in terms of how they manipulated people mm -hmm. and kept people in line and right. controlled their people right <clears throat> so i i go through a the history of all that to help people understand that church is not this mystical magical thing there is no god behind it saying that you know women shouldn't wear um pants in church these are just rules that were bullshit rules that were made up but to control people and, yep. and i tried to make it a little more clear in my book even though mm -hmm. people hear this all the time i kind of explain it in, in a new way that will hopefully help them see it that way mm -hmm. um and and then i talk about Oh, like the primal questions and how the church, you know, religion in general just sprung up because we were super intelligent and could ask really good questions like what happens to us after we die? And we had no capacity to answer that question, yet it needed to be answered. So religions happened, right? Right, right. And that's the and 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 so I, I spend a lot of time helping people understand the trap that they're in. And then I give them like an equation on here's why you're in the church. It's because like a cost benefit analysis. I, I use a little bit of my business acumen, like cost benefits minus cost equals desirability and right. then desirability minus or plus fear <laughs> is, is why you're still in the church. That number yeah. like is that that's a big number. And that fear is what you have to chip away at. Right. So right. then I spend the second half of the book going through the 22 different fears that people face and and helping them with each different type of fear, the different method you can use to help that fear subside a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe not all the way, but eventually all the way for me, for right. a lot of the fears, I just they just don't exist anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> so. um it, it is possible to to get out and and to make yourself a happier person, but it takes a lot of work. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, 
Okay. I tell people to buy a big bag of gummy bears because I tell tell people to take a gummy bear every time you flip the script in your head, right? Mm. <laughs> and then, and then you know that little positive reinforcement will help you uh, get get yeah. reinforce that new thought pattern instead of the old one. It's like yeah. that water going down the mountain, right? You got to mm -hmm. redirect it, and and it's a it's a lot of work. Yes. Just don't so. get don't get the sugar free gummy bears because you'll have like diarrhea. Oh yeah, um, those things. Fuck sugar free gummy <laughs> bears. Haribo. It has to be here. Haribo. Haribo. Yeah. Haribo. Here. Yep. Sugar free Haribo. <laughs> I will put. I'll put if you want to fuck with somebody, want to fuck with like a, a a boss, a coworker. Yes. You, know? you heard it These. first here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Haribo gummy bears. <laughs> And nothing, nothing, no, make no substitutes. My favorite ones are the Albanese. Those oh. are fantastic. Albanese. Yeah, know. the ones that have a letter A on the chest of the little bears. Oh, like atheists. They're bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Oh, man. Albanese. They come in a I'm white a bag. I'm a sucker for gummy bears. Oh. I love my Twizzlers. Hell yeah. Baby. Oh, that's why I put gummy bears in the press kit that you got, by the way. Trail mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so, that's so sad. Trail <laughs> <laughs> mix. Okay, let's see. One little rant. Yeah. Yes. We love rants. Go One on. One last rant for me. Yes. And it's why I don't like the word cult. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, now, I'm not telling people they should stop using the word cult. And I, I, all you other podcasters out there, I love you all. We're all on the same side. No, I fuck you. Don't yeah. say fuck you. <laughs> no. Oh, your competitors. Sorry. No, no. no, no. Uh, they're not my competitors. So yeah, I, true. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and we talk about, like, was I in a cult? You know, and, mm. and there's this, like, it's almost like a binary word. Right. Where your church is either a cult or it's not a cult. Um, and it's um, it, it the word cult implies that it's a religion that's bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Which means that if your religion's not a cult, it's sort of unintentionally we're implying that some religions are OK. That some religions are maybe okay. good. Right. Where you're coming from. Yeah, and so the word cult is kind of doing us a disservice because it's it's implying that some religions are not cults and that they're therefore okay. And I don't think any of them are okay. <laughs> right? Because they all yeah. ask us to believe things without evidence. And have you guys seen that uh, documentary, uh, Let Us Pray? Yes. yes. I, oh, my no, God. I got to watch it. It was so disturbing. Yeah. I actually turned it off at one point. I couldn't watch it anymore. Yep. Bullshit. But you remember in that in that documentary, somebody said, I just thought I was going to a normal church. Yep. Right? Yep. So all these churches that quote unquote aren't cults, they they make the world unsafe for the rest of us because they 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 present a statistical uh, a likelihood that if you go to a church that it's going to be a normal church and not a cult. Mm, okay. But you can't tell the difference. It's like if every pack of gummy bears uh, is exactly the same and looks exactly the same, but one of them out of 10 is deadly poison <laughs> and will kill you. Right. right. So you don't, okay. so that means don't buy any gummy bears. 
although I'm contradicting my instructions. I love in my gummy book. bears. But yeah, I know. <laughs> but I love gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that, that, that's why I think we need to be careful about the word cult. Or, or you know, we can still use the word cult, mm-hmm. but but um, do it in such a way that as long as you make a disclaimer that I'm not implying that religions that aren't cults aren't bad for you because they are. Right. I think when people talk about cults, they're also talking about the the control, the level of control that they have over people. Yeah. Absolutely. The tactics that they use. Right. Uh, the way that they control people's, like, you know, the bite model, like behavior, uh, what is it? Behavior, <laughs> thoughts. Emotions. Uh, emotions. Yeah. And, and, and I. I forgot. Uh, Something yeah. I. <laughs> But yeah, yes, information. It's a sliding scale, though. It is. Right. Yeah. And and that's absolutely true. And there are some religions, like if you join Scientology, it's like just you're just fucking yourself if you join yeah. them, right? Because you're guaranteed yeah. to get deep into that horrible uh that bite. They do all the bite things, right? Yeah. Um and some churches are are just super sweet potlucks on Wednesdays and you know they help each other out and do each other's you know lawn and and stuff like that and there's no harm done other than you know a little bit of Jesus um which which maybe is a little bit harmful so it's a sliding scale but the scale's really wide like there's there's super good and fine and okay on the left and this and the super horrible on the right but the but the word cult implies that it's binary right that it's you're either a cult or you're not a cult and and so that's where i've just i just it the word bugs me (laughs) anyway in the the potluck cult that'd be amazing Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite church event was the potluck, man. Hell yeah! The, the only reason why I went to church was well, two two reasons. The youth pastor was hot as hell, and we got <laughs> chilies afterwards. So oh. I'm a chilies bitch, you know. You so went to chilies to chilies after church to eat. A ch- okay, yeah. So my dad could yell at the waiters, yeah, because oh. he's a nice Christian man. Yeah, yep. I went to, uh, we went to Denny's. Oh, I love Denny's. Because it was right across the street from the church. Mm. Like every Wednesday night. And it was always like a flirt, a way to flirt with people. (laughs) (laughs) You'd want so-and-so to go to Denny's so you could flirt with her. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) We we go to Chili's to fuck. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I hope there's not actually any chili involved. Don't king shame me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It was consensual. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I have a question for you, Bath. Yeah. And and you, Mel. Ooh. Because well, and specifically for Bath, because I've heard you say that you didn't really grow up in a particularly religious upbringing. Well, I kind of did, but. I didn't really believe any of it. So I I grew up in a Catholic household. I went to Catholic school. I have a Catholic priest uncle. My godmother was a nun. I mean, like I was in the, you know, what do you call it? The environment. But honestly, I don't recall a time in which I actually felt like I was a believer. 
I never bought into it. I always thought it was dumb and funny. And why is this guy racing the glass? And why is there a dude nailed to a cross? You know, this is, <laughs> this is weird shit. And why do I have to go into the wooden box and tell that guy my yeah sins? You know, I've always thought it was ridiculous. And I would say by age 11, 12, around that time, I already was like, I don't believe any wow. of this shit. So that's why I don't really consider myself a believer that had to deconstruct like other people that we interview here in the show. So it's a different experience for me. Uh, well, then how did you get involved in all of this? Oh, uh, well, I, I guess I started looking into atheism when I was around uh, 17, 18. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just decided to find out because I started taking like a religion course in college and I don't know. I just, became interested in that kind of stuff like logical okay. fallacies and oh you know, okay learning about evolution and evolution you know, evolution evolution, evolution. <laughs> so evil <laughs> so you know what Mel, I, mean? I get the i get the impression that you did grow up in church I kind of, um, it was a non-denominational church, so, you know, we were cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, like, it was, from my farthest memories, like, my dad went into it first, and then because my dad couldn't be embarrassed to have, like, a non-religious wife, he, like, abused my mother into being religious, and uh, then the children followed, but then as a child, I was very much a people pleaser, so... Mm. Like, Me too. I just I needed to be like, are you proud of me? You know, I, I even taught <laughs> I, I taught Sunday school to, to five year olds. Veggie Tales is my shit still. I fucking <laughs> love that. Oh, it's amazing. Um, oh but like we, I went to like Wednesday night and then Saturday and Sundays. Um, my dad. My <laughs> funny story. My my mom got fired from the nursery. Mm -hmm. from watching the babies I, I don't know exactly what she did she would not tell me but she got fired <laughs> from the church what so yeah i, I don't know <laughs> the full story because i don't think she's proud of it or i, mm. I don't know I don't, but anyway but yeah so like uh 15 16 i got baptized yes oh wow only because the youth pastor was hot and um <laughs> yeah and then like Maybe like a year, two years later, like I, I don't, I don't know if I actually like truly believed, you know. I, I think I just be believed, to pretended to, you know, <laughs> make my parents proud of me, or whatever. Um, but I didn't come out like like as an atheist, uh, truly with with that label and everything until like maybe late twenties. Like I, I'm thirty six, mm. um, so. I still consider myself a baby atheist. I'm still learning and, you know, learning about all the fallacies and all that fun stuff. But, um, and I'm learning a lot through this past three years, you know, of, of interviewing so many people. It's fucking nuts. And, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been a weird journey for me, but fun, weird, but fun. So. Well, good. And your Thank husband you. too, right? Like he. He, he, he actually grew up more religious than I did. Oh, no shit. Oh. Yeah. Um, because I, I refuse because of course my, my parents wanted to meet to marry a nice Christian boy. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um, so I married me a, a heathen, an atheist, but no, he uh because he he's six years older than I am. But yeah, so he yeah, he grew up in the church and everything, and uh okay. Um, but it was, it was later, he's more like very scientific minded, science minded and whatnot. Good. So um, but yeah, so it's it's it, it's interesting to say the least. So 
Yeah, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't have somebody in their life that's yes. that's been deeply impacted by religion. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. For sure. Yep. So my whole family is still Christian. Mm. Mm. My mom and my sister are still um, Christian. My my dad died two years ago, so fuck that motherfucker. I'm I'm glad wow. he's dead. Okay. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> I like I my if our viewers have heard the story, but obviously I don't know if you have yet. But like the last thing my father told me was in an email, telling me oh. that I am not using the Bible naturally, <laughs> that I am not equal to him because he is a man and I am a woman. So, oh, and by the way, he has all daughters. He has five daughters. Oh, so yeah. How, how um, unfortunate for him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he wonders why I didn't talk to him for like three fucking years. You know, imagine. Hmm. So, well, <laughs> he's gone now. That's right. And I'm I'm trying to help my mother, but it's it's not going to happen overnight. And like I've gone no contact for now. Um, maybe in the future. Because right. I, I had a better relationship with my mom, so it's it's a little harder with her, but maybe maybe soon I'll, I'll get back with her. But you'll see. Religion, wow. <laughs> gotta love it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it tears families apart, man. It, it does, and this is why I fucking I'm an anti theist. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much so. a, not a not like I'm still on speaking terms with my family, and mm. you know I'll, I will see them over the holidays. Yeah. yeah, but it's very awkward and distant, and just we're just not close. Yeah, because uh, yeah. because they know that the most important thing in their life is like hilariously stupid to me. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's, it makes it hard when your family's delusional to like like. Yeah. What can you yeah. talk about? Let's see, we can talk about sports and movies <laughs> and and the weather and the weather. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like with my mom, I set boundaries with her for the first time ever in my life because as a child, I was very quiet. So like now, I'm like fucking outspoken as shit. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, but um, I said I try to set boundaries with her, and she's like, "I'm your mother," and I'm like, "And <laughs> so she crossed the boundaries. Like I, I the three boundaries were no religion, no politics. Actually, I think no think, Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much into the Trump bullshit. Of so course, I, mine too. Yeah, yeah. It was just all those two Oof. things, and it lasted like a day. Oh no. Yeah. I, I it wasn't me it was her like she crossed the boundary i was like okay goodbye goodbye so yeah my parents cross the boundary a lot too they <sighs> yeah. just they can't help it it's yeah. like they're just the jesus is their is their yeah their their thing you know so it's just like comes and, and out of know, conversation it's so fucked up too because at my dad's like celebration of life bullshit he my mom was talking to the youth pastor, the same youth pastor that I had like huge fucking crush the hot on. Guy. The hot guy, right? <laughs> and she oh, it was so awkward. She I was I was talking with him, just saying hi, you know, what's up, how you been, whatever. She cut my mom comes over with a picture of me getting baptized with him. And it's like, oh my God, you remember this? <laughs> Like oh. trying to like. <laughs> that was such a good I, day. Yeah, yeah. The biggest God regret of my it. life, but you know. Oh fine. no! Once you become a Christian, there's no undoing it. So <laughs> that I can. You're sin. still going to heaven whether you want to or not, Mel. <laughs> Don't tell me. No. Oh God. <laughs> wait, wait. I think you can blaspheme the Holy Spirit, whatever that means. I, then, I, we have a poster in our merch store that I'm blaspheming the Lord. All you right. know, so 
one can say. I think you're out then. Yes. That's it. You blew it. <laughs> I blew him. Who? <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so well, that's a small, small little snippet. Yeah. Ah, well, thank you for being here today. So yes. James's book is How to Become a Non-Christian, and it's available on Amazon. Go Yay. check it out. And you can find him on if you're on the trash app. I once was found. I once trash was app. On you? A, a TikTok. <laughs> or you yeah. can look him up as James Ames, and that's with two A's. A A M E S. And it rhymes. James Ames. James that's Ames. Right. <laughs> and it's alphabetically first. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Hey, now I'm following you. I All right. I, I did not know that. <laughs> Thank Do you, you have any any like on top of your head like advice that you would give to somebody who's starting to doubt their faith or deconstruct from their religion? Um, keep doubting. Mm -hmm. um, That's important. Yes. Yes. It it uh, it seems like an, an immense and impossible task to leave your faith. It's not, and and it is hard at first. But the in the long term, the payoff is awesome. You know, if you're a yeah. Christian, you live in a tiny. It's like I in my book, I talk about how like you're, you evolved in this little underground cave, uh, pool in 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 a cave. You know those fish that are blind, yeah. and they yeah. just swim around, and they only right. mate with other blind fish, and they've mm -hmm. just like evolved in this cave. Mm -hmm. And like when you become a non-Christian, suddenly you go out into the ocean and you get to see all the other fish. <laughs> Oh, I like that it's, analogy. It's yeah. a, yes. it's, it's, it's a huge, huge transition, and your life yes. will be defined by that transition. Yes. Um, I, 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 and it's a good definition, though, because if you leave your faith, you're like one of the coolest people on earth, in my opinion. Hell yeah! <laughs> so <clears throat> that's my par I, parting words. I, <laughs> awesome. Fuck yeah. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, everybody get his book. I yes. I have I have to read it. I'm so sorry I haven't first you have to learn okay. how to read and then you, you just got it. it. Like, I know. Get better. Son. It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> it's he a, the gummy it's a quick style, read, I so, promise. You know. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, it's it's an easy read, I promise. Awesome. Uh I think it's a good time to give a shout out to our friends from Recovering from it's... Religion. Um, they are a nonprofit organization, and their mission is to provide hope, healing, and support to those who are starting to doubt or deconstruct from their faith. They have a hotline, 184-I-DOUBT-IT. That is the actual phone number. They're staffed with volunteers 24-7 in all of the time zones, except for the one where there's just water. So fuck you, Aquaman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have volunteers all over the world. They're amazing. And when you call, actually, when you go to the website, there is a little chat function that you can chat with a peer support volunteer. Or if you prefer to chat, you can call the phone number. Um, and if you want to, they can connect you to cohorts of other folks who have gone through similar experiences, such as ex-Mormons, uh, ex-Evangelicals, ex-Muslims, whatever, uh, you know, smaller support groups. And that's what they do. They're fantastic. Yes. Big shout out to Dr. Daryl Ray and yes. Gail Jordan. We love you. Yes. 
And they also have the Secular Therapy Project, which is, um, I lost my train of thought. It is, I'm tired. <laughs> I ate ramen before this, so I'm like oh a little God. sleepy. Oh, he's got, he's got the ramen. itis. I love ramen. <laughs> Me too. Uh, ramen. You come ramen. to LA, I will hook you up with some good ramen. Mm. Hell yeah. Uh, so Secular Therapy Project is an online registry of therapists who are not affiliated with a religion or they don't implement it in their, you know, therapy in their, in their uh, practice. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, they're vetted by the organization. They go through a whole vetting process. So if you want to engage in therapy services, this is a professional relationship. <laughs> so you do have to pay. This is not free, uh, but this is a way to locate a therapist near you who is vetted by the organization. So go to therapy. Yes. yes. Please. Oh my God. I love therapy. <laughs> and it loves you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But it's also about finding the right therapist. So true. You could have a shitty therapist. That is very possible. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to remind everybody that we have a merch store. The link is in the description and you will find something that you. Somebody like. bought something. Yeah. Thank oh, my you. God. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Smash that like button and have the notification bell uh, so you don't miss any of our new episodes on Mondays. Unless you're Trudy. Unless you're Trudy. Yes. Trudy That's on. Tuesdays. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> the episodes are also available as audio format, as you may already know. You can go to tiny.cc slash burning Eden. That is this, the, sorry, the website uh, for Spotify, but there's also links to the other platforms such as Google Cast or whatever it's called. Chromecast. The fuck is it called? Just go to the link. Okay. Apple. We don't know anything. It's Apple fine. Podcast. There's a shit ton of up. Anyway, wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can just fucking Google it. Fucking Google it. That's Google what you can us. Do. It's what we like. Okay. And give us five stars. Come on. We deserve on. five stars. We do. I gave we you do. five stars. Hey. Thank you. you are. You guys are a five star podcast. Hell yeah. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, yeah, we don't really want to promote but fucking Twitter. Yeah, I don't uh, promote Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck Twitter. No, yeah. God We're kind of done with Twitter. I, I actually haven't yeah. touched it in a long ass time. Yeah. Good. It's terrible. But yeah. You Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, if you want to support us <laughs> financially, that is, go to patreon.com slash burning in 666. Uh, we want to be, uh, give a, a big website. shout out to our friends over here Ron H., Atheist Chico, we love you, Lynn D., Robin M., Evelyn B., Will H., thank you for your service, Lizette, my Canadian lover, and Kay, my American lover. <laughs> God damn it. And also, we cannot forget Kit, the OG on Anchor, still supporting us. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You're the only one. Yeah, the only. Love it. Well, they've all moved to Patreon. So, yeah. If you want to move to Patreon, you can be yeah. like the cool kids, yes. or you can just be your individual, yeah. you know. You got to be special. Fuck yeah. And American Atheist Convention 2024, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, March 28th through the 31st. We're going to have a booth. Yes. We'll have a table. We'll the Patreon there. helps us get to Philly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how we. So if you're yeah. all going, let us know. We would love to say hi to you. Bible uh, spankies. 
Come give us a high five. Motor, motor, mm-hmm. vote us. Mm-hmm. If we get to a thousand subscribers, just saying, just saying. You can motor vote her as well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wow, I think I want to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> we will no, not you. the motor boating to the. Oh, oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was writing it down. <laughs> With For your left hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> With For... my left hand, yeah. <laughs> For more information, you can go to convention.atheist.org yes convention.atheistplural.org that is the website Um, we usually stay at the hotel because it's I think it's better it's cheaper there's a block that they yeah there's a discounted thing it's not it's not has wow has not been released yet but it has not it has not it has not so also soon I submitted a proposal to be a speaker Uh, so we shall see if they approve it I thought I was going to hear back yesterday. I but emailed no. them and they're like, who yeah. is this guy? I don't know. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he just got caught. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you so much, James, for being here today yes, with thank us. You. It was a pleasure. Appreciate yes. you. Thank you. Yes. Well, and that is what the Lord wants. It's, it is. It is. <laughs> the Lord wills it. <laughs> Jesus wept. Yep. Yeah. That too. <laughs> that too. He's he's probably weeping right now. <laughs> but but the tears go through his, the hole in the hands. Right? No! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh no! You didn't think that one yeah. out, did you? <laughs> and and uh, happy holidays to everyone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, happy and baby ho- Jesus. Hopefully, day. this podcast is uh, is warming the cockles of your heart after the your crazy, the crazy crazy dinner with your Christian family. That's what we do best. We warm cockles <laughs> with our mouths. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you, pay, if, you, if you if you become a patron, we'll use our hands. This is the shady shit that we're talking about, people. Okay. Oh. Warm your cockles you with our mouths and hands. <laughs> Like Give the gift of bath and melt for this yes. Christmas. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll use our hands. We're a twisting stu- motion. We're okay? stocking stuffers. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> All right. Oh, till then. Happy, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll see you next year. Yay. Bye.